It is time for freedom of mind, body, and soul to question with boldness everything we have been told. Freedom is a simple choice, just a breath away. Say yes to liberation. Say yes to today. Welcome, one and all, to the spiritual rebirth. Have a seat, relax, and welcome to church. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sanctuary of Backsliders. It's, it's great to have all of you here today. Uh, go ahead and have a seat in those ridiculously uncomfortable pews. Uh, I'm sorry we still have those here. We do not take tithes and offerings because uh, Jesus paid his taxes and uh, we should too. So we'll just, we'll just make do with what we have. This being our first service and this being my first sermon, uh, allow me to introduce myself. I am Reverend Eric Thomas. You can give or take on the Reverend or just call me Eric. And it was my dream to found this place. A place for the broken and battered sheep of so many flocks to come and find rest and peace. Shepherds are not called to beat the sheep into submission, but to guide them with gentle love and peace. I'm not here to give you hard facts or to tell you what to believe. I'm not here to ram a prospective gospel down your throat. I'm here to give you my opinion. Nothing more, nothing less. Just the simple opinion of one man amongst millions. And perhaps together, we can try to make sense of this chaotic reality that we were born into. I was raised in a large Pentecostal church, and for the greater part of 25 years of my life, I was a dedicated member of that church. I was there every Wednesday night, every Sunday morning, and every Sunday night. I volunteered in various departments and did everything that a typical good Christian boy should do. But I was always restless. One thing about religious authority, like any other form of human authority, it must stand up to scrutiny and no authority figure likes to be scrutinized. I had questions that I was not permitted to ask. Instead, I was force-fed obedient submission under the penalty of hell. As I got older, I, I got more and more critical of my church and the, the unattainably high standards for which I was expected to live. I came to a point where I just accepted that I was on my way to hell because trying to reach heaven just wasn't worth it anymore. My family also grew very close to the pastor of the church and his family to the point where they were coming over our family Christmas holiday celebrations. The funny thing about religious authority, it only works at a distance. In this case, the shepherd must guide the sheep from afar because if the sheep came too close, they would realize that he is just a simple, flawed man who is in the very same position in life as they are. The sheep would lose confidence in this shepherd, 
because he is, after all, just human, and yet they would just leave. My faith in the church and its doctrines were destroyed the day my father died of cancer. We, we, we did everything we, we were taught to in the Bible. We prayed. We believed. We didn't walk in fear. And surely there was a mustard seed of faith present to move this mountain of cancer. Still, Dad died. And my world came crashing down. A decade later, I still have not recovered from this event. And who knows if I ever will. This is what my sermon will be on today. My sermon is titled, Jesus Christ and Why I Can't Accept Him. There are many different versions of the Jesus Christ character that exist today. I'm just going to deal with the one that was presented to me as truth. This is the perfect Jesus who was tempted in all things and yet did not sin. From toddler to 30s, Jesus lived a sinless life and became the lamb, the spotless lamb to be slain for the forgiveness of all sins. Sounds good, right? I mean, it does. It sounds wonderful. The ultimate idealistic figure of good. I don't know about you, but I cannot relate to this guy. Have you ever been around people who think they're perfect? They're annoying. Think about your typical brainwashed Western Christianity believer and how they relate to the sinful world around them. They are superior. They are on their way to heaven to be with Jesus and everyone else. Uh, who cares about them? Bless their heart. They're on their way to hell. You can't really blame them for this behavior. They've been programmed to believe that they must be perfect as he is perfect, and they must put up this facade of religious supremacy. The thing about a perfect Jesus is that it automatically puts him higher than the rest of us. He becomes the ideal we strive for and can never, ever attain. We can try our whole lives and we never will. We assimilate every aspect of this Jesus' personality in an attempt to win his approval and grace in spite of the fact that this grace is a free gift and round and round and round we go on the hamster wheel of unattainable free grace. I'm going to ask some deep questions. Was Jesus perfect and without sin? Was he? So Jesus died on the cross, a single virgin man who may or may not have ever tasted an alcoholic beverage, never gotten, to in, never gotten into a fight with his siblings over some petty sibling rivalry, never had a teen angsty fight with his mother or father, uh, never told a single lie no matter how tiny. Jesus Christ never masturbated when he turned 13 and his hormones were raging. He never undressed a beautiful woman in his mind because he was so naturally horny. Jesus Christ never had sex. I don't know about you, but 
I can't relate to this guy in any way because he's obviously better at me than e he's better at me than at everything, at every aspect of life. And I'm not even gonna try to live up to those ridiculously unattainable life standards. Trying to get through the day, being just a, just a good person is difficult in and of itself. This Jesus is setting me up for failure. I can't even keep the Ten Commandments. And one could say that Jesus is setting me up for failure to prove that I need him and the grace he provides. Then, yes, I concede. I need Jesus and the grace he provides through his perfect sacrifice as long as this gift remains free. So, who is Jesus to me? And what does this man mean to me? I have not come to a place where I can accept any religious definition of life and the thereafter. However, I cannot deny that there is something or someone out there in the realm that I cannot see who is actively bringing order to this daily chaos of existence. I have seen the patterns of my life and I know that there is a divine hand at work. Who does that hand belong to? I, I have no idea. Again, at this point in my life, who is Jesus to me? I believe Jesus was as much man as I am and dealt with life in every aspect just as I do. Do I believe Jesus sinned as defined by the Western Christianity's definition of sins? Absolutely. How else was Jesus supposed to relate to the very people he wished to lead into grace? You can't relate to something you've never experienced. I believe Jesus had sex and drank booze and enjoyed life the same as we do today. I believe he struggled with the same issues of manhood that I struggle with every day. How else can he understand and help me through it? I believe Jesus did it all and lived life to the fullest. Does this make him imperfect and sinful? No, it doesn't. It doesn't make him perfect and uh, imperfect and sinful because for grace to fully exist and to be fully accept accessible to us, Jesus would have to walk down the exact same road that we walk down every day, experiencing everything we deal with on a daily basis and come out on the other side and hand us the grace to bear it all. Jesus was a man, a great prophet, and a powerful political activist. Do I still believe in the divinity of Jesus Christ? Sure, why not? For God to relate to humanity, he must become it and live in it. Jesus, Jesus can be God personified, that's fine, who cares? But do I believe Jesus was perfect? Yeah, sure. But not how perfection is typically defined. I believe there is only one sin, just one, and that is pride. Pride separates us from each other. It builds walls and creates tribes. It creates various levels of perceived superiority amongst 
so many various groups of people, and most importantly, it separates us from the natural order of this existence. Pride goes before destruction and arrogance before a fall. Pride is the source of all that is wrong in this world. I believe Jesus never succumbed to this pride because Jesus knew beyond any doubt that he was loved by his Father. When you are sure that you are loved and adored, you have no need to be prideful and arrogant. Remember when you were a child and you used to recite, God loves me? Jesus did the same thing. Through all that this life threw at Jesus, he had to remind himself that God loves me. And through this assurance and peace, Jesus was able to accomplish what he was sent here to do and show us the uncompromising love of his Father. In conclusion, do I believe that Jesus never wavered in his faith, that he was loved by his Father God? I think about if I had a son. Even in my imperfect, screwed-up state, nothing and all of this existence could make me stop loving my son. Now my son could mess up and wreck his life, but that would not stop me from loving him. And once you are loved, all the walls come down. Thank you for listening today's, to today's sermon. I, I hope you enjoyed it, and I, I hope you enjoyed your time here at the Sanctuary of Backsliders, and uh, I hope you feel welcome, and I hope you come back for our next service. You know, typically, pastors wrap up the sermon with a prayer, but I'm not going to speak for you. I'm not going to speak to whatever is out there for you. I don't speak on your behalf. So if you feel like you need to end this sermon with a prayer to whoever you pray to, go ahead. I'm not going to speak for you. And as for me, I'm going to pray in private like you should. Thank you. Thank you again for attending. And uh, I hope you'll come back next time for another sermon and uh, if you have any questions if you have any ideas let me know I'll uh, I'll give it a whirl talk about them see what I can come up with give you my opinion and we'll have a chat try to figure out what this life is all about until next time I'm Reverend Eric Thomas thank you for coming and good night.